You are listening to episode number 18 of the Oxford Lafayette and Region Sports Podcast. This episode will preview the Oxford Lady Charger basketball team and will feature an update regarding the area sports teams, including playoff information regarding Oxford Region's volleyball. If you would like to sponsor the OLR podcast, contact me through a direct message on Twitter at BenMichael underscore FW or at OLR underscore podcast. Or you can send me an email at playsfair234 at yahoo.com for more information. Follow the podcast now on Twitter at OLR underscore podcast so you can make sure you do not miss another episode of the OLR podcast. This this podcast will also post available scores from Oxford Lafayette and Regents sporting events. The Lafayette baseball team is selling $100 chances to win a John Deere side-by-side in a raffle. 500 of these chances will be sold, but once they are all sold, no other chances will be sold. To purchase a chance, see any current Lafayette baseball player or Venmo your money to at Lafayette Baseball. Just a quick update, since it has been a while since I last posted a podcast of the area volleyball teams and what they have done. The Lafayette volleyball team went 1-2 and two in its final week of the regular season, officially being knocked out of playoff contention. They were able to defeat Regents in straight sets and lost to Oxford in straight sets and took Lake Cormorant to five sets, but ultimately fell in five sets to end their season at 8-8 eight and eight overall and 1-5 and five overall in the division. Oxford, meanwhile, of course, as I mentioned earlier, defeated Lafayette and then proceeded to defeat to go take Lewisburg to five sets, ultimately losing in that one, to go one and one on the season. Currently, they are 15 and 10 overall after defeating Starkville in the first round of the Class 6A playoffs in straight sets. More information about their second round opponent will be made shortly. Regents Volleyball, we, uh, I mentioned earlier that they had lost to Lafayette in straight sets. They also went to Tupelo and lost in straight sets over there. They went, I believe, 1-2 this week after getting a home victory on Tuesday. They are now 15-21 and 21 on the season, and they're, we will um, say something about where they're going in the playoffs shortly. Their playoffs is a little bit different than the MHSAA. In football, um, Lafayette was able to defeat Center Hill 21-6, and thanks to a loss by West Point to Lake Comerant, that puts them in a five-way tie for first place at 2-1. and one. So Lafayette is right in the thick of it trying to win this division after losing their opener to West Point. Earlier last week, um, DeSoto Central had enough cases of COVID to prompt a cancellation of their upcoming two division games to Oxford and Hernandez. So Oxford did not play last week in football, getting a forfeit victory from DeSoto Central. So Oxford moves to 3-0 and in division play, and they will play Horn Lake this Friday at home. Lafayette, meanwhile, will travel to Saltillo for their next region game as they start a kind of easier portion of their um, football schedule. Their next three games are all against teams that are in the bottom of their division, so if they take care of business, Lafayette should be in good position to not only make the playoffs but possibly host a playoff game as long as they take care of business. They travel to Saltillo this week, a team that I believe is 0-3 in division play so far on the year. We have finally entered postseason play for volleyball as Oxford's in the midst of their 6A playoff run. They will be hosting DeSoto Central on Saturday where that first serve will happen at 6 p.m. 
and Regents will be participating in the MAIS overall tournament that's being held at Hartfield Academy. Their first round opponent will be Simpson Academy at 4 o'clock. If they were to win that one, they will play Jackson Prep at 5 o'clock, or they will play the loser of Heritage Academy and Presbyterian Christian Academy. Now, MAIS is slightly different because they are guaranteed two games. It is a single elimination tournament, so if they lose, they are out for the overall championship, but they are guaranteed at least two games. If Regents were to beat Jackson Prep in the second round, they will play in a semifinal game at 7 p.m. for the right to go to the state championship. Hopefully the Lady Lions can go that far. They are seeded 6th this year after last year's seeding, I believe, 10th going into the tournament. So that was definitely an improvement from last season. If Regents is able to make it to the championship game, that will, excuse me, championship match, they will be playing that at 10.30 a.m. on Saturday at Mississippi College. So that would be where they would be at if Regents were to be able to make it that far. If they make it to the semifinals and lose that game, there is a third place game that will be played at 9 a.m. at Mississippi College. As far as cross country is concerned, Oxford will be going to the rescheduled Pontotoc Invitational that was rescheduled after rain dampened it from last week. And Lafayette will participate in the Myrtle Invitational that's being held at BNA Park. That's what cross-country teams are doing a couple weeks away from the state meet that's being held the first weekend of November. That is all that is happening around sports with the area teams. It is now time for the interview to preview the Oxford Lady Charger basketball team with six-year Oxford head coach Cliff Orman. So I am now here with Oxford girls basketball coach Cliff Orman in his fourth or fifth season? Sixth. Sixth. I've lost track. Six seasons so. as a girls basketball coach, and thank you for being here today. Well, Ben, thanks for having me. Always a good time to talk some basketball with the season starting yesterday. Kind of get excited this time of year. Absolutely. Uh, uh, winter sports just got started practicing full-time now. And what have you been able to learn with this year's group? I know you have a young team, an experienced team. Only Audrea Houston is coming back. What is... What do you expect out of the girls that you have seen so far in practice? Benny brought up there's a lot of challenge with that inexperience. Um, you know, you preparing girls for all the things that could come up in a season, there's no way to do that. We're, we're going to throw them out there and let them learn. Uh, and that's been a fun thing. A lot of questions coming from players. You're, they're getting to grow uh, every day in the gym. Uh, Audrey Houston is a good piece to have coming back. She was a really strong player as a freshman and, Definitely worked hard throughout the summer. It was really difficult circumstance for all of our players with uh, COVID going on and just having to go through a lot of protocols. And uh, luckily our girls worked really hard trying to follow those set by our athletic staff. And uh, I've seen so much improvement. It's been a fun group. Uh, we are young, but I think we're very talented. We've just got to put them on the floor and let them get some game time experience. Yep, and – from what I've seen so far just in practice, I know Miracle has been a hot hand from three just in practice today, and I'm expecting her to probably be a starter. But outside of Miracle and Audria, who right now would be, say, you're leaning towards into um, three that is going to get the most playing time? Well, now, with this group, I can see it being some changing positions. We have several who have worked really hard. Uh, you mentioned uh, Miracle and Audria. They've been off to a really good start. Um, 
I think we have some surprise players, and that's going to be the fun thing about this team is I don't think you can key in on one or two players every night. Uh, we have some girls who have shot the ball really well, and that's been fun to see in practice. Kaylin Mathis, a uh, 10th grader who dressed varsity for a few games last year, but has really come on with a great summer. Great hard worker, plays multiple sports. Um, we, her, along with Hannah Johnson, a junior. Um, unfortunately, Jemiah Dudley, one of our return seniors, is possibly out for an extended period of time. So we've this group of players, and since I've been here, adversity has been something we go through with returning players. But it also has opened up doors. Um, you wanted to know some other standouts. We have a, a transfer this year from Charleston, Kiana Tellis, a point guard who's been just a great asset for us. Uh, a hard worker, very strong leader, and we're excited about seeing what she can bring to our t program. Uh, she's a very good, like I said, ball handler, um, but not afraid to jump in there and mix it up and for her size. As you'll see, she's not very tall, but plays tremendous hard, fun to watch. Um, mentioned Hannah Johnson, Kayla, Kaylin, Miracle, Audria. Uh, then that other spot, LaBriya Parker, another sophomore who played in the division championship game last year. Uh, came on big time last year at the end of the year. We'll be in the mix for playing time, Sierra Cooper. Um, so we have a huge, a big sophomore group that yeah. is going to – I think there's seven or eight sophomores that I look for all of them to get some playing time at some point. Uh, and we're wanting to play fast, so I keep telling them be ready because uh, our conditioning is going to be one thing, foul trouble, and you just got to be ready to step in there and – at any given day with COVID, you never know who's going to be in or out would be the other right. thing we try to, you know, tell them you can't prepare for what who's going to be here and who's not. So just be ready for your number to be called. I mean, we'll talk about COVID a little later, but talk about one of the positions I know you're going to have to replace. That's at least defensively, you lost your six-foot tree in Kalia Tolls. Defensively, that's a loss because – Offensively, she was always a little inconsistent at times, but defensively, that's a huge loss because she was always a shot blocker. Who do you have, if anybody, defensively to replace her with? Well, that's going to be a challenge this year. We lost some good senior basketball players, great kids. Uh, I do know that you, you, if you came and looked at our team, even in, with Kalia, she was our only height, but we followed a lot to her. We were able to play aggressive and uh, use her behind us to kind of clean up a lot of mistakes or it wasn't always mistakes. It was gambles that we were counting on to maybe create some havoc. And she did a great job of cleaning that up. So we would definitely look different in our yes. in our defense. We're going to have to do some things and pressures in different ways. But that will be one of the unique challenges of this team is finding what they're good at. Um, and we've been working on it, um, finding some different uh, positions for everybody to, to still be aggressive. But we're going to have to be in a different – style where we can't rely on somebody cleaning up maybe with shot blocks but we're going to be there with quickness and maybe uh one of those girls i mentioned sierra cooper's taking yeah four or five charges in our scrimmages over so I doing it a little see. bit different as as far as taking the aggression away from those teams uh, by being there to maybe slow them down with charges so it'll be some difference but we're still going to be a, a team that'll get out and pressure and play fun style of basketball now, take a look at this schedule and we'll start getting more towards the COVID stuff. And that's a lot of these games, if not all of these games, are within 75 miles of Oxford. And I know we'll talk to Coach Tyler later on in the podcast about it, but 
I know some tournaments had to be canceled. You like to take that one trip during December. That that's had to be axed because you don't want to stay overnight. And all of a sudden, the virus spreads to the whole team when you least expect it. Talk about some of these opponents we were able to get across. I know Lake Comorant is on here. Obviously, Lafayette two times a year. That's always a tough challenge. And, of course, your division schedule is all pretty close to home, thankfully. Right. Uh, our schedule definitely um, changed a little because of the COVID. We were asked not to travel, uh, I think, over 100 miles. Right. So uh, we do like to go out of state usually once a, a year and play in a different tournament. So we did take – not take it away, but we, we were asked. And our, our athletic department has done a lot of good things throughout this um, – pandemic yeah. to keep this virus under control and we've been fortunate as a basketball team not to have any kids even quarantined yet thus far yeah. and we know that we've talked about that's going to be a challenge for every team and even us is one day we might show up and one of our leading scorers or our best defenders not going to be there so it will be a challenge to kind of put this schedule and see how it goes basketball is a lot different than football where you're playing two maybe three games a week and where you know football's had time to evaluate a over a week time um, more we're going to be more under the same guidelines or i won't say guidelines but look more like volleyball where you might be preparing for a game on a tuesday and tuesday morning get a call from that coach and say hey we're changing and then when it would come back to are we able to find somebody in that amount of time and do you want to do that so it's going to be an interesting year as far as scheduling goes. Yes. Um, something that I've never dealt with and hope we never do again. No. <laughs> and one of the things that, especially later on when we get into January, that's where all the division games are. And it either happens to us or it happens to Hernando, South Haven, or Horn Lake, it's going to be the issue of trying to get those games in. I know basketball, y'all can play like three games on back-to-back-to-back days because that's why you have those tournaments to work on those rests. But the scheduling changes, let's say Hernando has to quarantine and all of a sudden you're trying to figure out where to play Hernando, and that's going to be the biggest issue. That most definitely will be some situations come up as you're describing, especially with division teams, and we're hoping things have – Calm down at that point, but we we're still waiting on that to happen. I've been waiting on that since March when it started. I, there's no way I thought we'd be going into this uh, in the basketball season yeah. still dealing, but we are. And uh, I think every team and school is trying to do make the best of every situation. So that that will be something that again, as we get closer, Ben, it's going to be things that are having to be evaluated: the safety of players playing on multiple days, as you said, and then uh, trying to get that in. Um, in time, and that is one of the fortunate things about our tournament. Uh, maybe you have to forfeit a game, but you still have a you division, still have the tournament division tournament to get to into the playoffs. Make the playoffs. So uh, unlike football, where right. their forfeitures you're could screwed. cost them a playoff opportunity, basketball, as long as you're not quarantined during your tournament, I feel like you'll have a chance throughout that time to uh, get back into playoffs, which is what our big goal is each and every year. Yeah, that's right. You did bring up that great point because even though the six division games matter, they only matter to the seeding of the division tournament, which we host this year, and that's the next thing I'm going well, to bring up. Is, that's a big plus is being able to host that, having you know your own fans here. Team doesn't have to travel on those game days. They can sleep in. 
sleep in, rest, knowing, hey, we're right here. We don't have to go far. So it, it'll be an exciting time. The last time we got to host it, we were 5A, and I think, well, I know we won the division championship here. Yes, I think I was your uh, first my year. first year. Exciting time. One of those you like to go back and remember uh, the great players that we had and the fun that that season brought home. So I think that that could definitely be the case this year. We're a young team, and we try to talk about that every day. Coach Wilfong, we have a great strength staff. He's preparing them. And, we're not only going to be tough now, but this group, with the inexperience we have, we're going to be learning game to game. And Our goal is to be playing the best basketball in January. We're going to have some, I think, some fun times leading up to that, but it will be some cases where our inexperience may cause us some troubles and we have to come back, but this group's been fun to coach. They're willing learners, and uh, like I said, I'm really excited about getting our season started. It's just fun to be talking basketball and sports. Right. I love, whether it's football or volleyball has a big playoff game today, uh, it's just great to be back in the sporting scene going on uh, here at Oxford High School. I think we mentioned in bits and pieces over the course of these last 11 minutes, but what have you been ta- what have you taken away from seeing what football has done, what volleyball has done, particularly with Oxford volleyball team? They've had to quarantine players. And what do you take from the experiences they had to go through to prepare this team for this un- unimaginable season? Well, I've got several football players in a couple of classes, and, you know, them dealing with that situation where a game gets canceled, uh, they'd already had a bye week. They're just not used to that. So that's going to be a challenge of getting, making sure those players stay mentally focused when that situation comes up. And I think our – all of our coaches staff have done a good job of uh, just keeping their players focused and making sure the next man or next woman is ready to step up and uh, do their job. And that's what's going to be, I hope, a big key for us is, you know, we've had players who are doing the online learning. So they're, they're only able to come in now that we started after school and seeing those. So that's a big difference whenever they're only here now. Um, so those other players have had an opportunity to maybe step in there and do some things um, to show us. And I think it's going to pay off whenever I'm, I'm hoping this never happens. But right. if that incident does occur happens. where a, a player has to quarantine or get sick, we're able to step in there and just roll. And I think a little bit of that comes back to us pushing them every day in the weight room, on the floor. Make make sure you're giving your best because you never know when we're going to need it. Yeah, because there's only really one built-in, like, off week, and that's at Christmas. And you usually have, like, two games every week at the minimum, and all of a sudden you may have this game get canceled, and then that game gets canceled, and all of a sudden you're not playing for 10 days at a time. And kind of like the snow day a few years ago, all of a sudden you're having to stop playing. And, of course, we still have to deal with weather issues, of course, because if it's snowing and ice outside, there's no way you can play, but... Now you have the additional issue of COVID. No doubt. It's going to be a challenging year. But like I said, I'm just thankful we're talking about getting it started and games going. And that's what I've tried to focus on the most. Not, oh, no, uh, I hate to say we're not preparing. We are. Our athletic department's done a great job preparing if those uh, situations arise. But I try to make sure our players stay focused. We're having a season. You have a schedule. Make sure you're doing your job. And – we, we just try to limit our amount of what ifs and just stay focused on this is what's happening in the present. And whenever that situation occurs, we will have a plan. Well, Coach, thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and do this with me. Ben, appreciate it. Always good to talk some Charger basketball. 
Look forward to the season. Yeah, me too. Thank you for listening to the OLR podcast. This was episode 18, which previewed the Oxford Lady Charger basketball team and recapped the recent sporting events of the area football and volleyball teams. Soon, we will preview the other area basketball and soccer teams as they are in the midst of their preseason practices. Thanks for listening.